Well, good morning. Hello. Happy Monday to all of you. I'm Allie Johnson. Yep. This is one of my voices that I do. You know, I do voice characters. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You are not hallucinating (laughs) on a Monday morning. You are hearing from James Simmons. This is Drop the Subject, by the way. You're listening to Channel Q. And I am so incredibly beyond thrilled to be bringing y'all on this journey today on the show. And we are, Jesse, producer Jesse, I feel like maybe we need to call this like hashtag Alley Free Radio or something like that. Like we should have some sort of cute name for this because all this week, ladies and gentlemen, Allie Johnson has abandoned us. She decided she was over it. She's like, forget you guys. I'm gonna let you off and do the show all by yourself. Um, so we decided to call in the heavy hitter backup. And I mean, <laughs> the heavy hitter backup. You hear her in the background. She is not only a friend of the show, but she has been on the show multiple times before, ladies and gentlemen, this week. You have the pleasure of having James Simmons and Char Joselle, everybody. Hi, good morning. Good morning, good morning. Thank you for having me, James, and producer Jesse. It feels good to be back. You know, the last time I graced a Channel Q microphone was Monday, March 9th, 2020. So this is, this is nice. So, Char, has anything happened between now and then? Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Life just, has happened. You just know? a little. Just yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not like we had a global pandemic or anything. Right. Since it's no. not like we had civil uh, unrest. It's not like no. we had protests uh-huh. and having to deal with no. pandemic coupled with our own personal stuff that we were dealing with. It's not like yeah. any of that happened. No, no, not at all. Right. We haven't had to have really tough conversations about police killing black folks no. in the streets. No, mm. none of that. None of that stuff. But okay. So Shar, just for, cause we have had some new listeners join the drop the subject family Ooh. during uh pandemia during Miss Rona. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so some of the folks might not know everything about Char Joselle. So break it down for the kids really quick this morning as they join us on a Monday morning. Well, uh, yeah, I'm a journalist. I'm a writer. I'm a speaker. I'm a pop culture enthusiast. I'm a few different things, you know? And so, yeah, I mean, I guess you could visit all my social media at Char Says So if you really want to dig in, if you really want to get in. <laughs> But that's just like, I guess that that would be my intro sentence to kind of let the people know who I be and what I does. Who I be <laughs> and what I does. Well, Char, we are super, super excited um, to have you here all week long. And, um, you know, coming up this week, too, we have some really incredible interviews with some some folks. We had such great feedback and response from an interview that we did with Dr. John Paul um, a couple of weeks ago. You, the listeners, were really, really, really into this interview. And so we're actually going to bring Dr. John Paul back later on in the week. Of course, Dr. Jen this week and Jason Carter. Later on today, by the way, you have to stay tuned because... Uh, if you've been listening to the show, you know that all three of us, me, Jesse, and and uh, Allie, have been freaking out about this show called Upload on uh, uh, Amazon. Is this Amazon, yes, I've heard about this. I've had friends refer me to this, but I have not started watching it yet. So it's good. Uh, it is. It is a fantastic show. It's so good. It is one of the few shows that I. I did the whole binge in like twenty four hours because wow. I just like I could not get enough. Um, and it's very chunkable. It's very bite-sized. But we actually have the star of that show, 
We got to interview her. Her name is Andy Allo. We got to interview her actually last week. So drop the subject, listeners. I don't want y'all to be confused. You're going to hear an interview that we did with Andy last week. Her name's Andy Allo, and she's from Upload. She's in Pitch Perfect. She's in Chicago Fire. She used to be part of um, uh, the New Power Revolution. Uh, I'm going to say this wrong. Prince and the New Power Generation, the New Power Revolution. She used to tour with Prince. She used to be in oh, Prince's band. Okay. Um, she's an incredible singer, incredible musician, and it was such a lovely interview. Allie and I got to do that interview last week. But we couldn't, for multiple reasons, air that interview until today. So drop the subject, listeners. You're going to hear an interview with Allie and me that we did last week. But it's still the me and Char show. Mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> today. I'm here. I'm here all day, all, all tomorrow, all Wednesday, all Thursday, and Friday. And, and Friday. So we are very, very excited that um, y'all are here with us now. Char, I do have to ask this question of you. Is this like normal wake up time for you? I mean, is this because we cut, we get cracking with the show a little bit early. And I know a lot of folks who don't do like sort of morning radio or, you know, we're on from 10 to 2. But as the listeners know, we get working on the show a little bit earlier in the day. Was this was this a little bit of a wake up call for you this morning? You know what? As far as work is concerned, absolutely. Because I'm a, I'm a freelancer, so I, I typically set my own schedule, but I I'm a Good Morning America girl, so I try to be up at 7 a.m. And but I, my day does not officially finish around 10 or 11, if I'm being honest. But uh, yeah, this this isn't anything unusual for me. But the work aspect of it, yes, because I woke up earlier today. I I was doing research and reading and stuff, and so. I just had to 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 get in where I fit in, and this is after right. this is after I didn't get a, the best sleep last night. So, um, yeah, but it's all good. It's all good. You know, Shaw rolls yeah. with the punches, honey. <laughs> Shaw rolls with the punches. Now, you know it's funny because you you didn't get a lot of sleep last night. That's usually my line. Okay. So, like the last you know the last few weeks, I was working on my dissertation and I was trying to finish school and do all that stuff. And so there, and I was on call for work. So sometimes there would be nights where I hadn't slept at all, and then I wake up in the morning and Allie's like, "We have sleep deprived James here," <laughs> and uh, I would you know we have all kinds of words. I was queeting things. What is like that I was mean? trying to say. I was trying to put together like quiet and tweet or something or a quote and a tweet. And I said, tweet. Oh, my God. And the other day I said, digital. Like, I just I've been a mess. So uh, I did sleep very well last night, although it was my birthday weekend. Ha ha. How do you like that for a tease? We're going to tell y'all more about my birthday. And we have all kinds of great stuff coming up. Oh, yes. uh, it is Monday because we have the Monday Munch Report, of course. We're going to talk about Juneteenth um, as well as an Ask the NP later on this hour. So drop the subject, listeners. We appreciate y'all being here. We love y'all so much. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. It is Monday morning. It is June 22nd. You know, I think a lot of people... Over the weekend, we're talking about how days are starting to run together again, even though the world is kind of reopening in the middle of COVID-19, Char. We're going to talk about that later on in the show mm-hmm. for sure. But it is Monday, and you know what we do on Drop the Subject. Whether Ali is here or not, we talk about food on Monday because it is a Monday Monday. <laughs> 
That sounds good. I'll have that. Yas, 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 yas. What are you doing? I'm blotting the grease. And it's the best part. Char, one of the craziest things was trending over the weekend. And it really did take me back. This was so interesting. Uh, Pizza Hut. In particular, the personal pan pizza. How about those peas? It's popping in my microphone right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, do you remember that? Do you remember the little personal pan pizza from Pizza Hut? I do. And it makes me, of course, it is nostalgic because it makes me think of elementary school and, you know, the little book programs that used to be had and, and even people's birthday parties, you know, um, and, and it, they were good. Those some, those were some good pizzas. They were some good pizzas. And I think that that book program you're referencing, I think it was called Book It. Did yes, you, book, you remember it. book it. Yeah. Yes. So there's the deal. Everyone listening right now is like, oh, yeah, I remember book it. Right. So but those of you who don't remember this, you would read books. It was part of a school program. And if you read enough books, you got like a certificate or whatever. And then you would get to go to Pizza Hut and you would, could get one of those personal like a single topping personal pan pizzas. And that was everything, especially being a little fat kid growing up. I tell you <laughs> what, I was like, I'm going to read all the books. But it was up to your parents' discretion now. We should note that, at least in my school, it wasn't like a the teacher going to go take you or a field trip of sorts. It was literally you got the, the pizza based on your parents' discretion. <laughs> so if they didn't right. take you, you know, that coupon would be sitting there. Would sit in there. But I trust me, I never let it sit there. Okay. I'd be like, Mom, got another one. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> let's let's make it rain. I'd, I'd pile them up. I'd have like three in a row. I'm like, okay, I got, I got three of these coupons, Mom. Let's go. Let's go to Pizza Hut. But... I think even on top of that, Char, so many people, particularly the the younger generation, Mm -hmm. didn't know that Pizza Hut used to be a full-on dine-in experience. Yes. You know what? I saw this unfold on Twitter this past weekend where people, like, I still remember, like, they had a wait staff. There was a, a salad bar. Like, I remember distinctly the Pizza Hut salad bar. Um, and so it's just weird to think about how a lot of people, a lot of younger people's frame of mind or frame of reference when Pizza Hut comes to mind is, you know, carry out and that's about it, you know, or delivery. (laughs) And that's it. So are there other, you know, I, so I will say, all right, so drop the subject listeners. Yesterday was my birthday. I kept it a little, yay, happy, happy, uh, belated to myself. And I I kept it a little DL. I'm not like one of those people who's like, oh my God, it's my birthday. But this did sort of remind me of like this Twitter conversation. I was like, oh, things that I'm so, like foods that I'm so nostalgic for. Uh, And this this definitely Pizza Hut uh, personal pan pizza was one of them. But there are, so Char, I'm going to ask you too. I want you to think about foods that you've been nostalgic for. But I, yesterday, on my birthday, it was it was so funny. I could have had like anything I wanted, of course, right? You know, mm-hmm. like get a steak or, you it know, my husband. It was the first day of summer. You were feeling yeah, it. Yeah, right, right, right. You know, I wanted nothing more than an egg roll. Really? <laughs> Isn't that funny? And egg rolls are so nostalgic for me. I just, my family... I don't know what it is about like we just grew up eating Chinese food and there's some of the best like crab rangoon and Chinese food, believe it or not, that I've ever had was in Omaha, Nebraska, where I grew up. But I just yesterday I was like, I really want an egg roll. That was, Have you like, ever? That was it. Uh, let me ask you this. Have you ever gone down to the to the market, to the grocery store and made your own and got like the 
the stuff like how you can get shredded cabbage and you can really customize them. Have you ever yeah. like fried your own at home? That's a that's a lot of work, Char. It that's really, a- <laughs> I promise, it really isn't. It's so easy. You'd be surprised. It's really? so easy. Yes. Really. All right. Yes. So maybe I'll maybe I'll have to try this for next week's but Monday Munch Report. But it's all contingent on, of course, what you want to throw into it. You know, right. I've had like jambalaya egg rolls that you know you just take the jambalaya put it in the egg roll wrap it up and fry it and it's so good get out a jambalaya egg okay see oh yes we're, we're, we're bringing it all together we're bringing it all together what what has has made you nostalgic like what type of food like takes you back well i can't really think of a like a particular food only like particular like restaurant chains but when i was initially reading this i was thinking about like snacks because in mm. my childhood, I was a big, I still am a big snacker, even at, as an adult. But like certain things like a Pop-Tart, even though I can't eat them now because they're just too sweet for my palate. Right. But like a Pop-Tart, a Cheez-It, a fruit snack, like there's just certain things that take me back where I'm instantly back in third grade. And it's like the little Ziploc bag of Cheez-Its for reading time. And, you know, <laughs> it just, it takes me back. It takes yep, me back. Totally. So. Which is exactly what those were. That was awesome. Um, well, very good. So we, we definitely want to hear from you, by the way, because uh, it is Monday. We're going to talk some more about very interesting things you should be grilling that you didn't know you should be grilling later on in the show for our Monday Munch Report. Uh, but please always follow us at DTS Show and let us know um, those particular foods that take you back to your childhood, your nostalgia. We are going to talk about the queen and the surprise she dropped on the beehive. Up next, stay tuned. <laughs> Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. James Q. Simmons here. And I am so thrilled and honored, by the way. I'm super excited. You know, I was going to say I've been really looking forward to this, but then I didn't want it to sound like I was really looking forward to Allie not being here. <laughs> maybe I am. Maybe I, Allie, maybe I've turned, Allie's turned into like my work wife. I'm like, I need a vacation yeah. for my work wife. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Allie is gone this week. Drop the subject listeners, but she's okay. All is good. Um, and we love Allie. And we love Allie. Of course we love Allie. And we love Allie so much. That's why we give her a hard time. But that voice you just heard. If you're new to the show yet today, is Char Joselle. Char, welcome. Hello. It's like I keep telling you, it's good to be back. It's good yeah, to be back. I'm getting back in the groove of a four-hour radio shift. <laughs> <laughs> and you love it. And well, you sound good. You look good. We're doing that thing where we're, we're looking at each other on FaceTime, on the phone, yes. like we do with Allie. Um, but so last Friday was Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. And... This was a this was a new holiday for a lot of folks, and I, I I find this dichotomy very very funny that you know I don't know any black person who didn't know what Juneteenth was and at least have some sort of like acknowledgement of it in their lives whether they really did a lot about it or not, but in the wake of you know police killing of of black people and the protests and this you know larger movement to really correct racial injustices mm-hmm. a lot of america's getting more woke to things like juneteenth let us pray let us hope because you know my my one trepidation about this specific moment in time is now what will things look like on the other side of it 
because mm-hmm. I do I do see a lot of performance art. So let us hope that America's getting more woke as a collective whole. And I think the true test of that will be this upcoming November. That'll determine if this period in time <laughs> meant anything to anyone will be this upcoming November. But yeah, Absolutely. Juneteenth is something I know personally growing up in Chicago, it's definitely something that I was aware about, but it wasn't something that we were necessarily like every year, like full on truly sitting in and acknowledging as far as like a celebration. Like I can remember going to Juneteenth things as as a teen and things like that, but it wasn't an annual thing, if that makes sense. And I think sure, that this, yeah. because Juneteenth is um, the whole concept, the whole idea, the whole liberation aspect of it happened in Galveston, Texas. I know for sure it is more a Texas type thing. Like I went to undergrad just a, a few hours away from Texas. And it certainly is a thing there that they s- grew up with like that. That's mm. uh, commemorating Juneteenth is something you do as a Texan. And that doesn't matter where you are. You could be in Austin, San Antonio, Dallas, and especially Houston. You know, right. um, there's always like a big weekend, like big parties and barbecues and things to celebrate. Right. Um, speaking of Houston, I don't do you. Char, do you are, do you like any artists that are from Houston? I love Megan the Stallion. Yeah, <laughs> I like Slim <laughs> Thug, Paul Wall. I uh, like Paul Wall. Oh, not Paul Wall. You went way back. Just, just in case you you are lived under a rock this weekend, which if you did, that's okay because I feel like a lot of us sometimes need to just pause and live under a rock. Uh, someone from Houston that you may or may not have heard of dropped a surprise on us on Juneteenth last Friday. So who is that? Tell, I mean, how how do we know who that is? Who I is it? I don't think I've ever heard that voice before in the past twenty something <laughs> years. All right. Well, that was Beyonce for those of y'all who may might some people might not know the voice. That was Beyonce, and like like the Queen does, she likes to drop music as a surprise on us. And it is no it is no surprise that Beyonce is is activist and she uses her voice and she uses her platform, but she really did this in a powerful way on Friday, Sean. Yes, I loved it. I loved the surprise. I love that she I I honestly loved seeing online so many black creators and so many black uh business owners be like freaking out because she didn't let these people know that they were gonna be featured on her website. And so people were finding out in real time and I just thought that that was so beautiful and proceeds of the song of the song goes back into the community to help uh, black businesses. And so I just, you know, we all show up in different ways. I think every black person shows up in different ways in times like this, and not everybody can be on the front lines protesting. So if you stay in your lane and do and, and adhere to the gifts that you have, much like Beyonce's utilizing her power and leveraging her celebrity, it, it works out. And I'm sure she's donated. It works out. Yeah, oh, it absolutely. works out. There is, uh, if you want to know about some of those black, black businesses, you know, the song is called Black Parade. Mm-hmm. And she re- she quite literally says, follow me in my parade, like over to supporting these black businesses, these black causes. Like she's not only matching her art and artistry, but with her cause and with really supporting the community. So if there are uh, some of those black businesses that, that you are interested in supporting, you can go to just Beyonce.com. She's got a whole like system there Whole list. To search businesses yeah a list of businesses all over the country um so we really love when artists use their platform for good 
Uh, I promise you, I promise you it is a beautiful thing, and this will not be the last time we hear Beyonce music this year, I think. <laughs> Fingers <laughs> crossed. Right. Uh, we got a little Ask the MP, by the way. Benadryl was trending over the weekend. Yeah, good old Benadryl. We'll tell you why. Coming up. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Yep. You know, it's June 22nd. Most of us would have done some sort of parading and priding and walking around on some sort of street or yelling about the people walking around on some sort of street and being on some sort of parade or the corporatization of pride or whatever. Wherever your stance is on pride, guess what? It is Pride Month still. And we do really want to know how you are celebrating your pride because it's digital. It's virtual. It is completely different than any of us expected. Could you have imagined, Char, this time last year? No, honestly, <laughs> because you know what? Last year, I've been going to Pride since I was 18, specifically in Chicago. I've done uh-huh. Pride out here. Like, I've worked Pride, like red carpets and things out here for Pride. But last year was my first actual Pride participating in the parade. Like, I was in uh-huh. the parade route. And uh-huh. so, no, you could not have told me on June 9th of last year that there would be no, you know, and this was a big year. This is 2020. I think LA Pride right. was turning 50 this year. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you couldn't have told me that. I, I would have been on the front lines for black lives instead of um, instead of doing inst- an actual parade. Right, right. Which yeah. ironically the in the parade route last year it was I participated in a um in a uh car with Ashley Marie Preston and Patrice uh-huh. Colors of Black Lives Matter oh, because perfect. we were yeah. commemorating the the fallen girls, the fallen black trans girls yeah. from the year prior. So it's it's almost weird how this moment in time has come full circle. So, yeah. Isn't it something? It, yeah. it is something. And we want to... So, whether you want to send us a picture of one of those memories or like a video mm-hmm. that you did last year for Pride, however you want to do it, go on over to wearechannelq.com and you're going to upload a picture or a video about how you're doing Pride this year. Because if you do, we're going to hook you up with a Q curbside Pride pack, which is Ooh. got Channel Q themed lawn sign and a window sign. There's those window hangers, a Channel Q t-shirt, of course... I'm excited about the Channel Q face mask, uh, certain games, all this kind of stuff. We're going to drop it off at your curb when you upload that picture or the video. Uh, and of course, the the super fun thing is that there's an opportunity for you to be on air with us to share what pride means to you. So we are ChannelQ.com. Uh, yep. Or go to uh, hit us up on the socials at we are Channel Q. Hashtag Channel Q curbside pride. Now, Char. We do a little Ask the NP a couple times a week. Yes, I'm familiar with your segment. I I really Uh enjoy it. It's so informative. Well, thank you. I try. And um, I understand for Ask the NP, there was a little something-something trending on Twitter this weekend, and you also kind of had a question about it. Yeah, what's the deal with Benadryl? I just saw people just talking about using it as a sleep aid, a lot of jokes about the allergies. I know that it also, (laughs) you know, it helps if you get, like, welts or I forgot what what it's called, Uh wouldn't you? Hives. Hives, hives, yes. So, but there's been a lot of conversation around Benadryl, and I'm just confused. Is it a sleep aid? Is it not a sleep aid? Should we be using it? Like, what? what is the tea, James? Yeah, what, what is the tea on Benadryl? Yes and yes and yes. So, Benadryl technically is an allergy medication that is not on label as an over-the-counter for a sleep aid. 
So this is why, because I think some of the controversy came from this, because literally people use it to sleep all the time, but it says on the packaging, do not use as a sleep aid. Mm. However, I will tell you, as an off-label use, we actually prescribe Benadryl in the hospital to help people sleep, because it is generally, very, now again, anything you hear from me is not medical advice, talk to your medical provider, et okay, cetera, now. but <laughs> we generally, right, we generally, it is generally very, very safe. Um, it does cause some drowsiness. It works obviously great with allergies, hives, things like that, but it makes most people really, really sleepy. And so if you are having a hard time sleeping, uh, it is a really easy medication to take. You can obviously get it most places. And the really nice thing about it is it does it. It's not addictive. Okay. So it's not like some of those other things where like people can, you know, like people start taking Xanax to start to sleep and then all of a sudden they need more and they need more and it becomes mm-hmm. a whole thing. That's um, nice so, to know. Yeah, yeah. So you can get that. I don't know why. This is why, I mean, I feel like the world of Twitter is the wild, wild west because something ha- trends and then it just explodes. So I, we couldn't find any information about why everyone and their grandmother was talking about Benadryl this weekend other than they were like, can you use it as a sleep aid? So to let you know, Shar, to answer your question, yes, you can use it as a sleep aid. Always talk to your a primary care provider first before you do anything, but it's over the counter and it's pretty safe. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. It is Monday and now it's another hour of Drop the Subject. I am James Q. Simmons. So happy that y'all are here with us today and I'm still so happy. I'm just going to do this the whole show, Char, okay? I'm just, the whole show. I'm just <laughs> You're just going to keep so, introing me? <laughs> I'm just going to keep introducing you. I'm so, well, you know, because some people don't get a chance to tune in until 11 o'clock their time fair, or 1 o'clock fair. their time or whatever, right? So Char Joselle is with me, everyone. Let's give it up for Char. Yay! Shara's guest co-hosting. Allie is gone for the week. Uh, She is okay. All is good. If you want to know what she's up to, you can go over to her Twitter. How about that? We'll get Allie some some more Twitter followers while we're Uh. here. Um, But we we love her. We miss her while she's gone for the week. But we are so excited that Shara Joselle is here. Except, Shara, I am sorry that I have some bad news for you. Uh (sighs) Uh-oh. We got to talk about you-know-who. It is time to drop around. All right, so unless you were living under a rock, which maybe, I mean, it's okay if you needed to check out this weekend, that's totally fine if you needed to do that, but President Donald J. Trump had his first rally, because you know, this makes a lot of sense, by the way, that sitting presidents have campaign rallies that he's been doing since the day he was elected, by the way, but that... That is a, a whole other discussion. But he is in an election cycle now. So he had his first live in-person rally, I believe, since March. Mm-hmm. Um, happened this weekend in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And um, before the rally, Shar, his campaign was saying that they had almost a million requests for tickets. Yes. There were people I even saw in the news. I'm, I was cracking up because there were people that were camping out since Wednesday. But, oh, imagine their surprise um, when they <laughs> imagine when their push surprise. came to shove. You've been right, sleeping well, on the sidewalk since for, for three, four days. Waiting, waiting <laughs> for these tickets. And so the rally was held in Tulsa, Oklahoma with... You know, and there was a lot of controversy around this because obviously this is the site of the 1921, you know, mass Tulsa massacre, um, Mm -hmm. the Black Wall Street massacre. And 
So not only did that happen then, but the rally was initially going to be on Juneteenth. And so they moved it one day. So there's lots of controversy around this. Never mind, by the way, that we're still in the middle of a global health pandemic, right? So you're going to bring 20,000 people or what they thought was going to be 20,000 people Mm -hmm. into a single space. Most of them not wearing masks. But they had to sign a waiver. They had to sign a waiver, like, if they got it, you can't, like, sue the president or whatever. I also think that people who do things like this need to sign a waiver to waive medical attention because you're taking a hospital bed. (laughs) Seriously, you're taking Uh a hospital bed away from someone who might have been practicing safe social distancing and happened to contract COVID by chance. You Mm. willingly went to this rally, so you need to be signing two waivers should you get a tickle in your throat about, you know, once you leave. I stand by that. Right. You don't you don't get the medical care because you didn't follow what everybody else has to do. Yeah, this is a a very common sentiment. Um, Well, you know, I think health health officials in Tulsa, you know, the director of of public health department in Tulsa was saying, like, I don't we can't have this right now. We can't have 20,000 people in this stadium all together, except Char, it wasn't 20,000 people. Oh, no, it was tons of empty seats up in there, child. (laughs) <laughs> Tons. Because our, our kid, the kids came to the rescue. You know, I thought this was so funny because, you know, we were talking about Whitney Houston um, off air. And I believe she once famously coined the term, I believe the children are the future. And the K-pop <laughs> stands, you know, typically they get on my nerves on Twitter, but I really appreciate the K-pop uh, stands and the TikTok kids because what they did is they reserved tickets and of course, the whole point was never to show up. So the administration right. was getting excited because of all of these reservations, and it was an empty rally. I mean, it wasn't it was necessarily empty. empty, but it was it was definitely not what they projected it to be. Yeah, very very much so. Well, you're you're spot on. So the you know there, I think they were saying in in the New York Times article about this, one of the gentlemen from TikTok who apparently that like some of the teens, some of the activists on TikTok have like an underground TikTok network. Ooh. Like they, they don't do it super publicly because they didn't want the Trump campaign to find out about it. Right. So instead they, they just did this sort of like underground TikTok. They'd only put the videos up for like an hour or two and then they take them down, but it's spread and whatever. Look, the they, kids are organizing. This is a form of activism. Are. This speaks yes. to what I was saying earlier about how you got to kind of stay in your lane and, and utilize the gifts that are given to you. These kids are not playing around and I'd love to see it. You know, it's we're, we're moving in a different direction, hopefully. I do too. I really, I mean, I think it's amazing. I also love that, you know, for those of you listening, if you don't remember, even a couple of weeks ago when hashtag white lives matter was trending and hashtag blue lives matter was trending, whatever the K-pop stands just took it over. Yeah. They just, so every time you searched hashtag white lives matter, all you saw was, was <laughs> K-pop pictures, K-pop music. It was great. So everybody doing their part. Now the estimates were anywhere between six and 11,000 people. And a stadium that holds, they were expecting about 18 or so in the configuration of that stadium. And the Trump campaign was saying that they had a million requests for tickets. Well, the, the, you know, the TikTok teams are saying that they accounted for several hundred thousand of those requests. And then, you know, they intentionally, there was no way it was a million. There was no No, way it was a million. I don't think it was a million either, but, um, the lack of attendance was not the only controversy, actually, at the rally, as you can imagine. Donald Trump with controversy? No. He, uh, he had some interesting, interesting things to say. Um, CBS took a look at it. 
President Trump spent Father's Day on the golf course, winding down after his first campaign rally in months. But after making these comments about coronavirus testing, I said to my people, slow the testing down, please. The White House said the president was speaking in jest. That was tongue in cheek. What you heard from the president was frustration. Frustration in the sense of that we are testing a senior. Okay. Tongue in cheek, Shar? Was he joking? No, I call BS. No, (laughs) he was not joking. He was very, very serious in his sentiment. And we see this, we've seen this so many times coming out of the Trump administration. He puts his foot in his mouth and then his cronies rally around him and are are trying to clean it up. But time and time and time and time again, we've seen instances of him clearly not joking and them trying to rebrand and kind of rewrite history with saying, oh, the president was joking. Okay, so what is the truth? What does he really mean? If that was a joke, what does he really mean? And why are we hearing it from you and not the president himself? Amen. Couldn't have said it better myself. Who we survived Trump around. Maybe we can get through the rest of the show without having to talk about him. Let us Maybe. pray. <laughs> Let, us, <laughs> Let us pray. We, are, we do have to talk about COVID, though. And we've got a COVID update for you because things are changing kind of quick. That will be here on Drop the Subject. Stay tuned. Drop the Subject. The new channel Q. Drop the subject on the new channel Q. I am James <laughs> Q. Simmons here. Did you like that, Char? Did you like that? I, I did. I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> <laughs> I try. I try. That lovely voice you hear is Char Joselle, who is joining me for the week because Allie is out, and we want you to join us in Pride. We know that Pride is very different this year, but it is June. We are still proud with everything going on in the world. Um, and no matter sort of where you identify or where you fall on the spectrum, there are still opportunities to be able to celebrate your pride and what it means to you. So you're going to take a picture of what that means. You're going to take a video of it. However, you're going to head on over to wearechannelq.com and upload that picture or video about how you are celebrating your pride. And when you do, we're going to hook you up with a Q curbside pride pack. Lots of peas together. Uh, but that pack includes a lawn sign and window sign. There's window hangers, Channel Q branded T-shirts, and a Channel Q face mask. Very, very, very important because mm-hmm. we're about to talk about COVID. Uh, some games in there. And, of course, an opportunity, which this is, I think this is really cool. There's an opportunity to be on air on Channel Q to discuss what pride really means to you. So we are ChannelQ.com or, of course, on our socials at we are Channel Q. Use the hashtag Channel Q curbside pride. That is a mouthful. Like when you're wearing a mask. Yeah, that was my husband's like biggest complaint and, this weekend. And, and that's he also like, a long hashtag. I just noticed that. <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> hashtag channel Q curbside, curbside pride. pride. Yeah. But what I mean, was your husband be, saying? Well, he was just, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're running around again, not crazy, but we were just kind of out and about running errands this weekend and whatever. And, my husband has a really big beard, and he was like, I'm over this mask. Yes. I'm over this beard. I'm over all of it. I'm over it. He's like, I smell my own breath. I'm hot. I'm tired like, of I the just, masks, I too. I said I can deal with incessantly washing my hands every two seconds, but it's something about the mask. It ruins the look. I can't get in full glam. <laughs> I can't get in full glam, and you know that's something that's very, very important to me. And it's just, it's just, ew. I, and I think it's, it's also, honestly, James, it's, it's a rise in temperature as well. The, you mm-hmm. know, we're entering that SoCal summer. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to be in no mask and, you know, 
and have uh-huh. to be in the house. So I'm choosing to stay in. <laughs> right. Well, and you you might be smart by doing that, Char, because listen, we had the largest global one day increase in COVID-19 cases yesterday. And that just, does not surprise me. Isn't that something? That does just, not surprise just let me. let that sink in. Right. It's, it's, I guess I feel like as the, as the public health person, as the, as the medical professional, I, I'm, I just, I get so torn because I understand the mental health aspect of we need to get out. We need to be around people. We we also need to, of course, stimulate the economy. We also have to keep this economy going because we cannot have global health pandemic and a complete total global economic collapse. We just can't do it. But we are looking at numbers that are frankly worse than before we shut down. We were that's like, because we were not prepared and again this goes back to leadership from the top. If the leadership from the top regardless of where you stand politically, typically if the leadership from the top is treating this casually and you don't see them in masks and things like that, that's going to trickle down. And I understand the economy, but that also ties into how a lot of black and brown communities are being disproportionately affected by coronavirus because a lot of black and brown folks are deemed essential workers. You know, they're deemed mm-hmm. a lot of these jobs, a lot of these quote unquote, and I'm using air quotes a lot because I want to say a lot of these quote unquote low tier type jobs as far as, far mm-hmm. as like grocery stores and wait staff and things like that, what people would consider low tier. Uh, a lot of black and brown people are, are in those uh, positions, which in turn, and even delivery people, which in turn increases their risk of potentially contracting this. And so um, this this has been wild because even amongst everything going on, coronavirus hasn't gone anywhere. And it's like we're witnessing people on social media, in particular for me, just like, you know, it's such the American way to be like, well, if I ignore it, it doesn't exist. And uh, <laughs> kind of like President Trump being like, well, you know, if you don't test for them, obviously the case is. Yeah, good. it doesn't exist. And it, it's it's hard, you know, as someone who's been I've been in the house for about 100 days now. I went out one time, um, but it, it it's hard. Char, you only went out one time. I only went out one days. time. And, and when I say went out, I went to a restaurant and didn't have a roof. Um, so I felt safe and everybody had on their masks and there were certain um, safety precautions. But I, I, aside from the grocery store and home, that's literally all I've been doing for the past a uh, hundred and something days. But it feels it stings because witnessing people's selfishness, because that's what I look at it. If you're uploading mm-hmm. a story with you, you know, at a pool and all this types of stuff, it's like I would like to be in the pool, too. But we have Correct. to flatten this curve so that we can go back out there. Well, and it's, you're right. It's it's flattening a curve. You know, a lot of people are talking about, oh, the second wave, second wave, second wave. This is, I fully believe that this is still the first wave. Yeah. Like we're, we're not done with the first wave. And now that we are globally increasing in cases as well as places like Oregon, Oklahoma, even California and Texas. Um, and some of those states have completely lifted their stay-at-home orders now are seeing ger- dramatic rises in cases. So um, and this is def- definitely not over. And I want to quickly point out, I've been on this website named coronavirus.smartnews.com. Someone referred uh-huh. it to me on Twitter. Um, and it's a good way of, of keeping track of things. Um, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty staggering when you see the numbers because a lot of these things are trickling in. It appears as right. in real time. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's just it's very, not to fear monger, but this is a real thing, people, and it has not gone away. Yep, it hasn't gone away. We are also not going away either. News that are lose it. 
James edition. Dun, dun, dun. It's next, y'all. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents News It or Lose It. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. James Simmons, Char Giselle. I loved that Riley vibrato. Johnson. What, you like that? Yeah, drop the subject. Char-ta-ta. Drop the subject. <laughs> I don't know why. Sometimes I sing. Maybe I'm a little nervous. You know, I am I am anchoring the show by myself all week. Yeah, it's a very not... Oprah thing for you to do. You know, she enjoys right. giving you a little vibrato as well. <laughs> <laughs> you get a radio show. You get a radio show. <laughs> Congratulations. Anyway, we are here. Char Jozelle. I said by myself. I'm not by myself this week because Char Jozelle is here with me. Allie is gone for the week. She is fine. Everything is good. You can go to her Twitter, your Allie Johnson, to find out what she's up to. But she's gone this week. So Shar and I are holding it down, and it is time for News It or Lose It. Shar, mm-hmm. do you have your decision making apparatus? I do. I actually, what's so funny is I have a bell, a little desk bell that I use for my podcast. Well, that I've used uh-huh. for my podcast. So that's what I'll be using to determine whether I think your stories are newsworthy, James. <laughs> I love it. Um, and they probably aren't very newsworthy. Although sometimes I get a little crazy. I was on a, I was on a, uh, an Ellen bender for a while. Like anytime Ooh. someone called Ellen out for something, I was weird. Talk about it. Listen. But this, this will be an Ellen free news. It story. Number one, Lee Daniels couldn't stand to watch broke back mountain for 15 years. Here's why. News that one. Ding. <laughs> All right. Let me see if I can get the second one. Man finds 40 baby snakes living inside home air conditioner. You know what? (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm obsessed with these types of stories and they also petrify me. I think I'm Uh going to news that one as well because now I'm going to have to be inspecting my apartment. This is going to freak me out. Uh Uh-huh. And last but certainly not least, doorbell camera records Amazon driver following unusual instructions. Hmm. I think I'm going to lose that one. Oh, okay. Very good. All right. She's she's very interesting. She has cute audio and everything. But we will go to snakes living inside your home, Charges. Don't say that. that Don't you speak that. That you have been been in for 100 days, minus one. Uh, There's 40 baby snakes living inside your house. I'm kidding. So uh, this resident noticed baby snakes inside his home and he could not figure out where they were coming from. Oh my God. So he opened up his air conditioning unit and found more than 40 baby snakes slithering inside of there. No, no. He said for some reason it looked like that they had that it was warm inside of the air conditioner at this, you know, like where the compressor is. Right, right, right. It, that part's warm and then it blows out cold air and they were the all these the a larger snake must have come in had some babies the babies multiple whatever there were 40 tiny little baby snakes living in there so obviously he um took the air conditioning it was a window unit he took the air conditioning window unit out of his window okay uh, <laughs> and with the help of neighbors took all of the snakes out but they did not um kill the snakes they released them into the wild 
And they did call a local veterinarian who came over and said that there probably was a large mother snake somewhere or multiple mother snakes that had laid their eggs inside of the air conditioner because it was like the perfect breeding ground for that for them to put their babies. Do we know what state this was in? Because this could very well be California. You know, snakes be turning up here. I feel like it was. Well, you're in your air conditioner, right? Didn't we? You know what? You want to do the rest of this show alone? (laughs) (laughs) i'm kidding oh it was in india it was in india okay okay there we go but i feel like that's a story susceptible but you know what if i'm being honest i'd much rather have baby snakes than spiders oh oh you don't do spiders no because i think that i have a better chance of of swooping up you know with the you can do a lot with the broom and sweeping a baby snake out you know, uh-huh. but it's something about, I, I cannot do spiders in any capacity. If it was spiders, <laughs> if I woke up to spiders everywhere, I would lose it. I mean, yeah, I'd be oh. scared about a snake too, but it's some... Spider, spiders would be too much. Oh, yeah. How do you catch them? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh my God, I love this. Okay, I know what I'm going to do for Halloween, although I'm sure we won't be having Halloween parties, but I'm going to figure out some sort of spider prank to play on uh-uh. you. Uh-uh. Sure. I'll burn it all down. <laughs> so... um Lee Daniels was uh, could not stand to watch Brokeback Mountain for 15 years, which is very, very interesting. And so you might wonder, like, why didn't Lee Daniels, Daniels want to watch Brokeback Mountain, mm-hmm. right? Like, legendary director, legendary movie. Cast. It was because um, he couldn't stand to see someone else direct it. Apparently, Lee Daniels was also up with Ang Lee oh. in terms of the individuals who were going to direct this movie. And while he goes on to praise Ang Lee and apparently they're friends and like whatever, like he thought it was really great. He just he was like, I couldn't stand to see someone else direct this movie because he knew how big it was going to be. And so he was mad that, that he didn't you know have the what to direct it. you know what that's fair. There was an, an interview that I lost out on. A, a network tapped me to do an interview, and I had a, confl- a, a scheduling conflict where I couldn't do it. And to this day, I haven't watched the interview because it, it was like interviewing like really? a celebrity cast about something. And to this uh-huh. day, I have not watched that interview because I'm still a little salty. I mean, I'm uh-huh. happy for for who conducted it. I'm not going to sit up here right. and lie. I'm not a jealous person or anything like that. But, you know, I understand that you, sometimes you don't want those reminders of opportunities that right. slip through the cracks that you might have really been interested in. Totally. I mean, like that time that Gucci chose Naomi Campbell over me. Oh, good. Oh, gosh, James. <laughs> Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Yep. Some of y'all did it, but not all of y'all have done it. And we're going to need you to do it right now because we want to know how you. That was my that was my John Bolton. But he doesn't have a Southern accent. So whatever. He I looks was gonna, like he would, though. Doesn't he? With this big old mustache yeah. and everything. I was. How funny would that be if John Bolton did a Channel Q curbside pride promo <laughs> on the air for Channel Q? That would not make any sort of sense whatsoever how funny would that be but we do want to know how you are celebrating pride this year it is digital it is virtual but we are still very very proud as a collective community and we want to know how you're celebrating so head on over to wearechannelq.com give us a picture and your you know fabulous rainbow g-string or <laughs> your whatever pride your regalia <laughs> yes you're, you're exactly your pride regalia or however you celebrate pride maybe you celebrate pride with doritos because that's how i like to celebrate most Ooh. things you're going to upload that picture or that video at wearechannelq.com or on our socials at wearechannelq using the hashtag channelqcurbsidepride when you do an awesome chance to potentially be on air with us on Channel Q to let us know how you are celebrating your pride plus a whole bunch of swag 
t-shirts and window signs and all important Channel Q branded face mask. So head on over. We are ChannelQ.com. So we brought up John Bolden earlier, Char, <laughs> because he uh, he released a book this weekend. He did. That, uh, well, he announced the book. I think it actually... Did it come out today, I think, maybe? You know, uh, I haven't been... I, In all honesty, I just was privy to his sit-down interview with ABC's Martha Raddatz. I have uh, not been paying attention to his book, per se, or the release date, because I personally have no interest in reading this subject really? matter. Um, really, like really. So I don't know <laughs> when this book drops, but the, the clips that I saw from the Martha Raddatz piece were enough to just make me say... We told you so. Like, I mean, I don't know what <laughs> what people are looking for with this new revelation. I feel like everything's been out on the table ever since years ago, ever since for, he was sworn in. Trump was right. sworn in. Well, and it, those of you who may not you know, recall, John Bolton was was Donald Trump's first national security advisor who served for about 17 months. And he was actually his longest serving national security advisor. He apparently wrote a 600 page. Ooh tell all about his time in office and many people were like well he could have you know this could be the the thing that finally brings trump down right because he knows so much he was an insider and a lot of people were asking why he didn't actually um become a part of the impeachment hearings and he says that he was floored that the republicans did not ask him to be a part of the impeachment hearings but that he's sure that whatever he said would not have changed anything because the Democrats were not handling the impeachment the right way. In fact, he called it impeachment malpractice. Mm. So either way, he was like, well, the Republicans didn't ask me and the Democrats weren't going to, you know, we're going to mess it all up anyway. So no matter what I said, wasn't going to change anything in the impeachment hearings. So instead of speaking in during the impeachment, I don't think that's a fair statement to make from him, honestly. But go ahead. I agree. Well, he just was like, this is why I released a tell all book, which uh, was very, very interesting. He did sit down, as you mentioned, Char, with Martha Raddatz, who we love from ABC. And this is a little bit of what he had to say. It's it's a little bit explosive. Uh, people can draw their own conclusions from. My, my conclusion is clear. I don't think he should be president. I don't think he's fit for office. I, I don't think he has the competence to carry out the job. I don't think he's a conservative Republican. I'm not going to vote for him in November. Certainly not going to vote for Joe Biden either. I'm going to figure out a conservative Republican to write in. I mean... The write-ins are going to throw off the election. And that is my concern. My concern with even people on 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 the left is please do not throw this election because I might be heading to Bieberland in all seriousness, because I can't (laughs) seriously, I cannot deal with another four years of this man. I just can't. And I'm not going to put up with it. So if I have to, then I probably will. One of the quotes that stood out to me in the Martha Raddatz piece, I I have to read this. uh, John Bolden says there really isn't any guiding principle that I was able to discern what's good for uh, Donald Trump's reelection. Now, look, you can take the politics out of the politics. It plays a role in every aspect of a decision that's made in executive branch, but there's no coherent basis, no strategy, no philosophy, and decisions are made in a very scattershot fashion, especially in the potentially moral field of national security policy. This is a danger for the republic. Wow. And that's coming from a, a 
Well, he's been called a warmonger in the past because um, he's forever wanting to invade everywhere. And But that's coming from a former national security advisor, which is pretty, pretty explosive. So uh, his book's coming out. I don't know if you want to support him or not. I'm sure we'll hear a lot about it. But what is more exciting than John Bolton's book, I promise you, we are in- interviewing Andy Allo of Chicago Fire, Ooh. formerly toured with Prince. Um, in was in Pitch Perfect three and is the star of AB, uh, excuse me of Amazon's hit show Upload. We had an exclusive opportunity to interview her last week. So, Ali and I did the interview. So even though Shar's here and Ali's gone, you're gonna hear Ali's voice on the interview. But we we had to take this opportunity to interview her. It was so fantastic. It was amazing. So we did this interview last week. Y'all stay tuned for this. I promise you're not gonna want to miss it. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, it's Monday. Welcome back to Drop the Subject with Allie Johnson and Dr. James Simmons, nurse practitioner. We are both extremely excited for who we are looking at right now on Zoom because James and I are both huge fans of, of course, Andy Allo in general, but Upload is something that many people, including us, binged uh, in quarantine and we're already jonesing for season two. Andy plays the lead, plays Nora on the show. Upload, if you have not seen it, is an incredible show about a new few Future where when people die, they can upload their souls into a virtual afterlife. Nora, up, uh, Nora. Andy, welcome. <laughs> I think Nora works as well. I know. <laughs> you can actually just call me Angel. Yay! I know. Oh well, my okay, God. so I was going to say that, Andy, this, this feels like if you've seen the show, you'll totally get this. If not, you need to go watch the show immediately. Upload on Amazon. But it feels like I'm dead and I've been <laughs> uploaded. And then I'm talking to you virtually and you are my virtual angel. I was like, oh, this is exact. This is what it must feel like. I know. Well, please give me uh, five stars um, <laughs> for this service. Right. Um, across the screen, right? right? Uh, <laughs> I know for anyone who hasn't seen the show, they're gonna be like, what are they talking about? No, right, right. <laughs> I, I know. Now, Andy, you have a new project that is dropping. Dropped. It dropped uh, Tuesday. Yes. Yeah. I, if I, I think I know what you're talking about. I hope I know what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> you're like, I think I know. Two, minute, two minutes of fame, right? With yes. Kiki Palmer and Jay Farrow. Yeah. Yes. And this is, uh, I mean, those two have been in the recent protests and everything going on. You know, Jay shared his yeah. story about being pulled over by LAPD, uh, you know, when he was out, just right. out running. And Kiki Palmer, that moment with the National Guard during the protests, I mean, oh it was incredible. So, but definitely yes. first, I would love to hear kind of both how it was working with both of them and, and, and your relationship with them. But also just like, tell us about the, the new project that just dropped. Jay is hilarious. He's always just like cracking jokes all the time and we hit it off instantly. Same with Kiki, even though in the film, uh, we might not be the best of friends in the film um, (laughs) without giving anything away. Um, But yeah, she's so lovely. Like right away we were having like inside jokes, which was really cool, Um, especially having watched her in so many other projects. But this film follows Jay's character, who's an up and coming comedian, And he comes to LA for a competition that would open up a lot of doors for him. And I'm my character myself. uh, I'm also an aspiring comedian. 
Um, and so our paths cross and, you know, I'm one of his, his new friends in oh, LA. You're not <laughs> benefits? away very much. Right. Oh, why you got to go there? I though? know. Sorry. 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 I had to. <laughs> now, My lips are sealed. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you were auditioning or you were filming this while you were auditioning for Upload, right? So yes. it, these things are kind of coming out at the same time. But what has the experience been like in terms of seeing both of these things kind of come out simultaneously, but the experience of working on them was completely at different times. Yeah, it was kind of wild. Like I auditioned and I was filming end of 2017 and the movie with Jay was, it's a comedy. It's very heavy, heavy on that. And then when I went into audition for upload, I kind of went hard with the comedy thinking, you know, it's Greg Daniels comedy genius. I need mm-hmm. to like, I need to show up and come right with, with the comedy. And the first thing the casting director said when I did it, she was like, throw all the comedy out the window. Oh, um, oh no. This is, not, this is not a traditional show where it's like very, you know, strict comedic beats. It's just, she's grounded. She's, she's the heart of the show. She's, she's just present. She's just natural, which actually is kind of, is not that it's easier, but it's, it's fun to kind of let all that work go and just play. And that instantly I was like, Oh, all right, let's go. You know? (laughs) And um, even after that, working with Greg and the auditions and my chemistry read with Robbie, it just was all about play. And, and that, feeling carried throughout the pilot and and the series it's really you a, feel a that parent. yeah yeah i was worth thinking the same thing it just you i think that's one of the best things and i mean i'm just i'm just a fan of you and of just like of tv but i think that's one of the the best things when you're like i feel like that's that real person like seeing yeah. you as nora and this character i was like okay i feel like that that's andy and you're I hate this question. I'm not going to be like, was the chemistry with Robbie real? Like whatever. But that, there's just something <laughs> about the two of you, you're right, that is like very natural that I think is what makes the show so compelling, right? It's Yes, it's Greg yes. Daniels with, and some of you may not know from The Office, but yes, it's Greg Daniels. Yes, it's Amazon budget. Yes, it's an interesting concept, but you still have to have heart with the show for people to watch it. And and I think that's that's so much of that translated, like your relationship with your dad in the show too was like quite, me and my tissues were quite moving. You know, I think <laughs> it was really fantastic. Yeah, I mean, at the, at the core, it's those relationships, you know, outside of all like the cool tech and, you know, this great world that Greg has built and he has such a knack for building these layered characters that you instantly relate to and feel. And that's at the core of the show. And that was really fun kind of diving into that as Nora. And you know what, Robbie, I got to hand it to him. He He's just so genuine and so giving. I mean, we'd be on set and he'd be either done for the day or working with the second unit. And this both ways, whenever we would need each other to kind of say our lines off camera, we would be there for one another. And it just, it made all the difference because then you, you heard the person's voice and you could really connect with them. And I mean, you know, he's not bad to look at. I mean, no, you know, no, neither are you. We totally hit it off and it, we genuinely like each other. And I, I, I love this cast and because we, like we were on a group chat and we, we've been talking ever since then and we crack jokes and we feel very much like a family. And I, and I think that translated very, very much to, to screen. It absolutely did. And when we get back, we're here with Andy Allo from Upload and Two Minutes of Fame. We're going to ask you about all the great music stuff you're doing. 
what it was like working with Prince. More with Andy Allo when we come back right here on Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject with Allie Johnson and James Simmons. We're talking to Andy Allo from Upload and from the new film Two Minutes of Fame. Also an incredible musician, has worked with Prince. Uh, But one more question before we move on to the music stuff that you've been up to. When it comes to the show Upload, which is centered around the idea of that when you die, you upload to a virtual afterlife, depending on how much money you have, of course. In real life, would you, Andy Allo, upload? Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> what would be what would be your your <laughs> like, world so that you would create? Right. I mean, if you could would you do beach town? Would you do, I mean, what were the things that you would that would be bottom line that you got to have in your upload? Well, you know, there's actually a digital afterlife that is very much my vibe and that's Apple's Cove and there it's Caribbean, it's beach. I love a vacation. I love an island. Um so that's where I would go. And I mean, since it's code I, I would also kind of want a bit of that adventure so it's like being on an island but i can you know go into a jungle and i don't know hunt <laughs> <laughs> i don't know like hunt something like, hunt something <laughs> i don't know not that i've ever done that but you know why not <laughs> hey, that's code yeah it doesn't really matter sure, right it's code, and it can right, be like as simple as an egg hunt i don't even know you know it's like right right <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to do in your afterlife? I want to hunt. <laughs> What's going on with music for you? Because, you know, you've you've worked with Prince. You were on Kimmel. You've done all this amazing stuff with your music career as well. And that how do you fast. find... Yeah, I mean, you've been doing incredible things in the music industry as well this entire time. Have you even had time to work on that? Have you had maybe more time in quarantine to work on music? Are your neighbors happy about that? Right. <laughs> I think so. Uh, they don't <laughs> complain when I'm singing. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Nor should yes. they. Yeah. Right. I know if they did, I'd be like, don't don't start with me. Don't start. Right, right, right. <laughs> You're like, I got to work from home, too. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. With quarantine, I've, I've found that shift of where I have so much more time than I did before to actually record and um, write and just play music just because I want to play and not for, for any other reason. And it's been really inspiring. I I started doing this weekly uh, live stream uh, where I play at noon every Monday. And I just play a concert on Instagram just for like 30 minutes. And that's just, it's been so nice just to reconnect and and share music with people and connect with them in that way. And so I recently reached out to some um, producers that I've been working with. So there's some there's some new music in the works. <laughs> Ooh, wait a minute. Did we just get a little bit of a scoop here? Did we get did we get that first, by the way? Is Andy Allo announcing on Drop the Subject on Channel Q that new music is coming? All right, you I know you dragged it out of me. I- <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well then let's also get all of season two of upload. Go. Right, ready? Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> tell us everything that happens. But actually, Andy, speaking of music, I, I wanted to, I feel like it is so rare that people have an opportunity to hear from individuals who got to work so intimately with Prince. And I, I'm sure this is something you get asked a lot. And we, we obviously, we want to know a lot about your music, but in particular, how Prince influenced your yeah. music, even now, you know, years later. You know, he was such an example of being a genre bender and not being confined to one thing. And that's working with him. He always reinforced that, but also now just in the music I'm making and have made, I always think about that of him never limiting himself and 
whatever the music kind of came out of him, that was, that was the music that he made. Mm. It wasn't like, Oh, let me try and fit into this box. It was actually, how can I step out of the box and break it, <laughs> throw it away, right. run over it and like, get out of here <laughs> um, right, redo it, and then make it into something new. And, and that kind of feeling and philosophy that he embodies is very uh, inspiring and continues to inspire me. He was very much that person who kept pushing the boundaries of what he could do and what the people around him could do. Well, it's been so amazing talking to you, Andy. Of course, you're doing so many amazing things. Two Minutes of Fame is is out, um, came out this yeah. week on all on all digital platforms, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And and Amazon. And Amazon. Great. Yeah, and and if you want to just yeah. watch, yeah, just, watch just Amazon. get Amazon. Just get Amazon and go there. Now, okay, Ali, before Ali's trying to wrap us up, but before we go, I uh-huh. have to ask this question, Andy. Okay. I know, so, I'm not ready to go. Okay, all right. I know, I don't want to go either because we're having a blast. I, <laughs> I, I do have to ask this question though. First okay. of all, yes, your hair is fantastic. I don't know if you guys can see, those of you listening, Andy was fixing her hair. I'm like, I'm super jealous. My husband absolutely adores the zombie scene from Pitch Perfect 3. <laughs> and I, we haven't brought it up, but I oh have to gosh. bring that up because when I told him that we were going to talk to you, he yeah. started freaking out and he's like, wait, what from the, oh my gosh, like he just got so excited. So you please, I mean, you can tell us all about Pitch Perfect 3 if you want and all of that, whatever, because it was amazing. And I think a lot of people don't realize that that's you in the movie. But in particular, that scene is just, it's a riot. It's hysterical. But you also get to demonstrate a little bit of your voice in that scene. Yeah. And that's what I love about the film is that it was the first time I could combine being an actor and a singer slash musician in one project. And that was so fun. It was such a dream. <laughs> I I love that. He's obsessed with this. <laughs> it's, yeah, I know. Yeah. It was so great ble- like also being the the bad guy. And and what's funny is in so many projects, I look completely different. And you're like, wait, that's you? Right, that's <laughs> right. Wow. <laughs> like pitch perfect. I have this mohawk that's platinum blonde. And it's like, wait, what? Uh, right. Um, but it was so fierce. And I, I <laughs> kind of a callback is I think my time with Prince and touring with the new power generation absolutely prepped me for being a member of Evermoist. <laughs> Ever, Evermoist. <laughs> That's right. Oh my gosh. I totally forgot. Well, and my wife loves Chicago Fire. So she was like, wait, she was in, when we were watching Upload together, she was like, wait, Chicago Fire. So everyone has their little nugget of where they recognize you. I from. love all that. all over the place. Yes. <laughs> so cool. Andy, it's been so great talking to you and you can follow Andy at Andy Allo on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, you can check out upload please do if you've got some time and i mean all the other things that you're doing just google her name you'll find all kinds of ways that you can watch andy and hear her andy thank you so much for joining us we really appreciate your time this was so much fun thank you guys so much thanks ali thanks james you guys have an amazing week drop the subject the new channel q welcome back to drop the subject james simmons here and You just heard Allie Johnson's voice on an interview we did with Andy Allo last week. We were offered an exclusive opportunity to get to interview Allie, and we had so, or interview Andy, excuse me. We had so much fun with that. It was amazing. And so we took advantage of it, even though we knew that Allie wasn't going to be here, because this lovely voice that you're about to hear now is Char Joselle. Hi, Char. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Still here. Still hanging out, James. I'm actually watching, because I have my television on, there's Uh a bear on the loose in Silmar. So I'm literally just watching it run down the sidewalk. 
and watching law enforcement, I guess, I don't know what they're going to do, but this, I guess this goes with defund the police as far as like redistributing funds right. as, as to, you know, like where's animal control? You know, right. like, do we, do we need to have the police chasing the Do we need to have the, the police chasing a loose wild animal down the road in Silmar? <laughs> but <laughs> well, that is funny. Silmar is like a kind of a bedroom community of Los Angeles, by the way, for those of y'all who are listening elsewhere. And, um, you know, we're going to getting in kind of shift gears just a little bit. And this is, I do want to provide a little bit of a trigger warning for folks. So there were um, several celebrities who were accused of sexual assault over the weekend. And we're going to kind of dive into that and what those mean and sort of some, just some news and information about those. So um, if sexual assault is a, a topic that makes you uncomfortable or is triggering for you, please know that we are, we're going to talk about this here for the next just couple minutes. Um, and the first set of allegations, this is all, all happened on Twitter all of it. And I think mm-hmm. that's really, you know, it's sort of interesting that that Twitter is where a lot of these things are happening and how that plays into the investigations of these um, Char. But the first one was with Cole Sprouse and yes. several of the other castmates from Riverdale. Yes, this came as a surprise to me. And I think it's because the Sprouse brothers, even though they're adults, they're about 27 now. I think that I still always will look at them as little boys from the Adam Sandler movie or whatever mm-hmm. type of films they were involved in. And of course, their Disney show, The Sweet Life. But it's like, mm-hmm. uh-uh, these are grown men and and doing some alleged, you know, things that, that are unsavory. Yeah. It, well, and they were. There were mis- sexual misconduct allegations were made against Cole Sprouse, Sprouse Lily Reinhardt, Madeline Pesch. And I think it was KJ Appa, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so four of the stars of Riverdale. And um, Sprouse has, he did release a statement um, through Twitter, you know, saying earlier today, myself and three other castmates were falsely accused of sexual offense by anonymous accounts on Twitter. I take these accusations very seriously and will be working with the right teams to get to the root of it. False accusations accusations do tremendous damage to victims of actual assault and he goes on to say more which is i think very very important here that there are you know there have been several instances Shar, like that have happened you know even around covid where the random anonymous twitter accounts have accused you know high profile individuals of of various you know activities that may or may not completely be able to be verified yeah, and I want to say that the 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 accuser against uh, Cole Sprouse, um, it's it's graphic, so I won't read it on air. It's a bit graphic in my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see how this plays out. But yes, I can remember at the beginning of COVID, there was a random Twitter account that birthed this horrible rumor about like Oprah Winfrey being involved with Harvey Weinstein and some type of sex trafficking. Like Oprah had to come out and debunk this but what i thought was so interesting was the group think factor of it all and mm. that this random account birthed this rumor and there mm. was no source no receipts no links and i think that not in every case that's something that that's required but if you're coming out swinging like that account was swinging you mm. you you it's probably best that you that you uh lay out some sort of context in my right, opinion be able to verify these things well i think it's really important that you know any accusation of sexual abuse at all and regardless of circumstance needs to be investigated thoroughly. absolutely um and you know the other the the big name who was uh, accused of sexual assault over the weekend was justin bieber mm-hmm. um and speaking of receipts char um <laughs> you know justin came with all of the receipts and i was very proud of him though he you know he said i 
I, I don't normally address these things on Twitter, but he was saying rumors are rumors, but sexual abuse is something I don't take lightly. Mm-hmm. I wanted to speak out right away, but out of respect to so many victims who deal with these issues daily, I wanted to make sure I gathered the facts before I made any statement. And then Justin Bieber goes on to provide all of the facts. He provided everything. And Justin Bieber is someone whose names whose name has not taken a break from the headlines within the past few months. Every mm-hmm. week I'm seeing his name. Um, but he definitely, in my opinion, based on what he laid out, it seemed like an exoneration. He provided receipts. This person gave a very detailed account of what she alleged happened. He was able to screen grab tweets that counteracted her claim. And, you know, there's tons of fan photos of him with Selena. He said he was at an Airbnb. It turns out that he was. And then he ended up staying at a, a hotel. Turns out that he was, and he was with Selena Gomez the whole time. So yeah. the the way that it's laid out was very calculated. And I should mention that he plans on taking legal action against this acu- accuser. Um, and their story does not add up when when everything's laid out on the counter. When you look yeah. at ev- when you zoom out and look at everything, the accuser's story does not lay uh, does not make sense. Yeah, it does. Well, there's these uh, random Twitter accounts making really, really some intense accusations. Um, uh, definitely but need to James, be investigated for sure. I do want to note that I'm always on the fence with these things because I'm of the philosophy of where there's smoke, there's fire. So mm-hmm. it's like now I'm now I'm squinting. You know, everybody deserves due process, but now I'm you know what? Hmm. hmm. Like, what's re- what's really going on? Why you? Not? Why now? What what's 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 hmm? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, we will definitely keep uh, you updated. Drop the subject, listeners, on what's going on. We appreciate you staying tuned, and we love y'all. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Drop the subject on the new channel Q. James Q. Simmons here with Char, Joselle, and you. <laughs> and you is who we want to hear from about how you were celebrating your pride. Listen, it's pride. It's June month. And we're doing it digitally. We're doing it virtually. I mashed those two words together a couple of weeks ago and called it digital. And so we're going with that. So this is going to be your digital pride. Send us a picture or a video or whatever you like about how you are celebrating pride. Go to wearechannelq.com and upload there. And we want to see it. You dyed your cat. You put a flag out in front of your house. You you have a whole performance in, in, in your pool. Like whatever it is, we want to see it. Upload it for us. You can also hit us up on the socials too at wearechannelq. And when you go there, tag it. Hashtag Channel Q Curbside Pride. And when you do this, you get a Channel Q Curbside Pride pack. Games, lawn sign, window sign, Channel Q t-shirt, Channel Q branded face mask. And of course, the most important thing, an opportunity to be on air with us to let us know how you are celebrating your pride. I am very excited about this. Now, Southern Pride is something that has prevented a lot of people from really truly looking at and evaluating the racism that is that is woven through one of America's greatest movies ever called Gone with the Wind. Ciao. Nope. I was trying to do my little plantation accent there, but that didn't work either. Ciao. <laughs> <laughs> Char the- wasn't having it. Jesse wasn't having it. Okay. So, you know, we do this segment called... Uh, Young people watching old movies, Char, where we send Jesse off to watch an old movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. So in the setting of protests going on and and the push to end like systemic racism in this country, we talked a lot about movies and how media plays a role in that. And 
Gone with the Wind has come up a lot because that is a hella racist movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we decided to send Jesse off to watch Gone with the Wind this weekend, and he has given his recap. Ladies and gentlemen, young people watching old movies. Drop the Subject presents Young People Watching Old Movies. So, Gone with the Wind. We follow Scarlett O'Hara's life during the Civil War. Not the one we're about to enter, but the 1861 war. Scarlett is in love with Ashley, who is about to marry his cousin, which is not surprisingly the least of this movie's issues. Scarlett marries Charlie instead, who is about to go off to war. He dies. Scarlett marries Frankie, a wealthy store owner. He dies. Scarlett marries Rhett. They have a kid. He doesn't die, but Bonnie and Moline do. Still in love with Ashley, Scarlett won't divorce Rhett. Rhett leaves her crying on the staircase. Congrats, you've just wasted four hours of your life. This movie should be canceled. The end. This has been Young People Watching Old Movies. Oh, my gosh. Look at you, kid. I mean, is that your uh, your take on it, Char? You know what? You know what? what, you you know what? Honestly, Gone with the Wind is a film that I have never seen to this day. Um, really? But also, in contrast, I have absolutely no interest in seeing it. Maybe I will one time or one day for like historical context and just to add it to like my my lexicon of of uh-huh. of cinematic knowledge but i just it, it it never appealed to me you know but shout mm. out to Hattie McDaniel the icon okay yes absolutely absolutely and listen gone with the wind is not the only uh movie that is getting disclaimers and getting pulled down from it there's there are several um movies from sky which is like uh com- owned by comcast and they're like a pay tv broadcaster in the uk they've a- added this whole like outdated attitudes disclaimer to a bunch of movies the original jungle book from disney breakfast at tiffany's the last samurai even like some classics like uh, the Goonies, Balls of Fury, Dumbo. Eddie Murphy's Trading Places. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how, do, how do we feel about this, uh, you know, tagging all of these movies? I feel like, because the, the exact disclaimer says this film has been outdated. Uh, I mean, has outdated attitudes, language, and cultural depictions, which may cause offense today. If you do it for these, I feel like you're going to have to comb through almost everything, especially as it pertains to what about things that may be deemed transphobic today? We just, you know, right. Disclosure Doc just launched on Netflix on on Friday, and it walks you through this history of like problematic media tropes as it pertains to trans people. So it's like, where does the buck stop? But what I will say is I'm here for this. I'm, I'm here mm. for this disclaimer because I feel like it should be noted and maybe it'll uh, trigger some, some critical thought for people as they go into these films versus Absolutely. if it wasn't there and they just watched them and maybe didn't notice things. But now that that disclaimer's there, you might keep an eye out for oh, I see why that's problematic. I didn't even notice that when I watched Dumbo or whatever. So Correct, right. Shar, speaking of problematic, someone hung a noose in Bubba Wallace's garage. Mm-hmm. The only black NASCAR driver. We're going to talk about that next. This is Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Yep, it's still Monday. Don't be sad. It's all right, because you're here, you're listening to us. It's Drop the Subject, and it's James Simmons with Shar Joselle, who was on dun, 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 Bear Watch earlier. Shar, do we have a bear update? <laughs> we do. So I saw that Animal Control definitely stepped in. I saw, I don't think they showed when the bear was shot with the tranquilizer, but I definitely ended up seeing it, you know, in the back of an Animal Control black pickup truck. And so uh, I'm just glad that it was safe, that it's safe. It appears to be safe, but that was quite the adventure <laughs> watching that unfold on TV. And I'm glad that Animal Control was able to get in there and do their jobs. 
I mean, right. That's kind of a whole thing. Like, it's not every day where you're just like hanging out watching the midday news or whatever. And you're like, there's a bear running down the street, like the middle of the street. So uh, down the sidewalk, hopping fences. There are people in their backyard, but it wasn't going near where the people were. But I could see because it was the aerial view of the helicopter showing, you know, down on the bear. (laughs) (laughs) Just like we love a car chase in Southern California. Okay. Apparently now we love a bear chase. Um (laughs) And I don't mean the gay bears, or maybe I do. <laughs> Where's my bell? <laughs> right. Ding, right, right, right. That one needs a ding as well. Um, so listen, uh, speaking of chasing, I'm going to try to make this segue. I don't know if it's going to work, though. Speaking of chasing, uh, some more news out of the NASCAR world that unfortunately is not good news. So um, this weekend was scheduled to be uh, the race Talladega, super speedway race uh, outside of Birmingham. And... Um, it's a big race. It's one of the larger races in the NASCAR event. That race is actually postponed. It's happening today. But before the race, a noose. Yes, as in the thing that people use for hangings. A noose was found in the garage stall uh, of um, the only black tier one stock car racer, Bubba Wallace. And um, we learned a little bit more about that just recently. Take a listen. Yeah, well, John, look, it shouldn't be too hard for NASCAR to find out who did this or at least narrow it down quickly because the area where this was found, the garage stall, is limited to essential personnel only right now due to the pandemic. So everyone who was in that area had some form of a credential, be they NASCAR staff, team members, uh, health and safety personnel, track officials. Now, NASCAR made this announcement late last night, and I want to read to you part of their statement. They said, we are angry and outraged. We cannot state strongly enough how seriously we take this heinous act. We've launched an immediate investigation and we'll do everything we can to identify the person or persons responsible and eliminate them from the sport. Now, how um, this, of course, you know, how upsetting and horrible this, of course, comes off of the uh, uh, announcement last week that NASCAR says that they are uh, no longer allowing the Confederate flag to be flown at NASCAR events. Um, and after Bubba Wallace, you know, rebranded his car at Martinsdale um, with hashtag Black Lives Matter on it and has really been more of an outspoken, you know, obvious proponent of Black Lives Matter as the only black racer. And so now there's been a lot of pushback and unfortunately this horrible situation. You know what? I want to say that I'm surprised, but I can't. Right. Mm. I feel like I was raised with the idea, with the concept of just kind of knowing that NASCAR is not for you. Like you can enjoy the the toy cars with your cousins and stuff, but actually Mm -hmm. attending a NASCAR event just ain't for you. You're not invited. You're not welcomed. I feel like there's always been like this racist cloud, like this cloud of racism over NASCAR. And we've seen this in that. Uh, people are not coming uh, uh, allowed inside the event with the Confederate flag, but people are uh, waving it and driving around the parking lot of these venues for NASCAR. There was also someone that flew a helicopter over NASCAR uh, with the Confederate flag blowing, and they said defund NASCAR. And so, like I said, ultimately, I want to say that I am surprised, but I am not. And I still struggle with wrapping my brain around people's attachment to this flag you know um and i don't want to hear any arguments about heritage because it's so deeply rooted in oppression 
How are you well, proud of why, why don't we follow the example of, of of what Germany did as far as 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 Nazi memorabilia is concerned in Germany? You know, it's mm-hmm, nowhere to be found, mm-hmm. but it's something about the deep rooted issues. And I think it speaks to a larger issue within American society with just racism and and oppression. And, and people sort of willfully ignoring the facts and willfully ignoring history. And, you know, I, I was watching an interview before the show this morning um, on one of the morning shows about how a woman was interviewed about this situation. She was at uh, she went to Talladega. She had her mask on, mm-hmm. which was good. A lot of people at the races have not been having their masks on because they are allowing fans, some fans at NASCAR races. Now, she had her mask on and she was like, listen, I I don't understand why she's like, I understand why some people don't like the Confederate flag, but I don't think it should be removed from NASCAR races because that's violating people's rights. It's a symbol of hate. And you, well, you hear this argument, right? Char, and you hear this argument so much about how requiring people to wear masks or, you know, I guess I won't necessarily try to draw parallels from both of them, but, but not having a Confederate flag, not having a symbol of hate at your event is violating someone's rights? I don't I don't even understand that argument. Like I don't even understand what she's talking about. Well, the thing is, James, you can't make sense out of nonsense. That's what my friend's grandmother always says. And I would mm. challenge the people who are on the opposing uh, argument or the opposing side of this argument to challenge, what do you mean by heritage? What do you mean by the pride? And if it's reduced to your ancestors, I'm sure your ancestors were so much more than that flag. So why not shift focus? Why not repurpose that energy? Why not rechannel that into something else other than than this obvious sign of oppression, this obvious sign of hate that that symbol inflicts on other people. If you truly care, you know? Yeah, it, it really is something else. You know, other athletes um, and celebrities have come out in support of Bubba Wallace um, in all of this, including LeBron, who um, tweeted uh, at Bubba Wallace um, over the weekend as well after this happened as well in a show of solidarity for driver Bubba Wallace, the entire field of the Geico 500. So all these other drivers actually pushed Wallace's car to the front position on pit road on Monday before ta- before the race that happened today at Talladega. So a very emotional moment. Um, I hope he's I'm keeping really- his, his mental health in check. I know that it, it I imagine that it cannot be easy being the only black, what was it? Mm-hmm. Tier one driver in a sport like yeah. NASCAR. Yeah, this is pretty incredible. If you want to see this video of all these other NASCAR drivers pushing Bubba's car forward in a show of solidarity, it's it's pretty incredible. You, um, we'll tweet that link out for you as well. This is Drop the Subject. Don't go anywhere. Drop the Subject, the new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject on the new Channel Q. James Simmons and Char Giselle. I guess we're both technically guest co-hosting, aren't we? So like, uh, you guys get to come along with the ride for us. If you are just tuning in at the end of this or you're on the podcast now and you fast forwarded to this part, uh, Allie Johnson is gone for the week. She's fine. She's doing great. You can go to her Twitter at your Allie Johnson to find out what she's doing. Also, we want you to go to our Twitter at DTS show and at we are channel Q because we want to know how you are celebrating your pride. 
hashtag channel Q curbside pride is the hashtag you're going to use. So whatever you're doing for pride, we know that it's digital. We know that it's virtual. If you put those two words together, it's digital. And (laughs) we want to know (laughs) what you're doing for your digital pride. So take that picture, take that video, head on over to wearechannelq.com and upload it there. Or like I said, hit us up on our socials at wearechannelq or at DTS show. And when you do, you can win a channel Q curbside pride pack. Lawn sign, window sign, window hangers, a Channel Q t-shirt, which is super cute. Also a Channel Q face mask. And of course, the super fun part, an opportunity to be on air with Channel Q to share what pride means to you. Now, it's Monday. And like we do, we talk about food. It's time for part two of the Monday Munch Report. Sounds good. I'll have that. Yes, 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 yes. What are you doing? I'm plotting the grease. The and this Monday munch, Shar Dozel, eight foods. We promised y'all earlier in the show that we would discuss these eight foods that you should be grilling, but you probably are not. Like, for instance, bread. Okay, now, bread? now I, I have had grilled bread. I've had it as a side, like, you know, like grilled garlic bread and things of that nature. And also, I think, don't sandwiches count? If you get like a panini, isn't that like grilled bread, sort (laughs) of? I think so, yeah. So, all right, so we're grilling bread. Okay, I mean, that's good. They're like, well, and they're saying that drizzle a little olive oil on here, a little garlic, like whatever. But I mean, we would grill bread, I I think so. Um, Now, you and I are both meat eaters, but have you, would you do grilled tofu? You know what? I'm not a fan of tofu. I've never... The only type of tofu that I've actually tried and liked has been diced really, really tiny. Like little Mm. cubes. Think breakfast potatoes. And Mm. it's been like sautéed, you know, and drenched in different sauces and stuff like that. But I'm not big. (laughs) I'm not big on tofu. I'd much rather just eat like a vegetable substitute type thing. Like Uh I'd I'd rather have a potato instead of tofu. I'm not big on tofu. Well, so... But it might be good grilled. It might be good. She she might be. They're also you you know you said vegetables. One of the other items on this list is broccoli, grilled broccoli. Yes, no. We feeling some kind broccoli, of way about broccoli. I'm I'm a fan of broccoli. I'm a fan of broccoli uh, in uh-huh. any form, in almost any form. I love me some broccoli. It's one of my favorite vegetables. Oh, good. All right. So I've I think I've grilled some broccoli before. It's particularly that what is that the long there's like the longer broccolini broccolini yes i've grilled some broccolinis before so very good this is all going to be good by the way for your summer barbecue that you're having by yourself in your backyard or with your quarantine pod right the the group of folks that you are quarantining with or you may or may not have been exposed to everybody's been tested etc right this is not the cookout where the whole neighborhood comes over this is just for you grilling for yourself now this item on this list char you and Jesse both freaked out about, but I got to tell you, this is one of the best things I think ever grilled. You should be grilling your avocado. I don't know how I feel about this. And I'm a, I'm an avocado girl. I like guac. I like avocado in almost everything. Like I've never really complained or had a gripe with avocado, mm-hmm. but on the grill, it does not sound it's something about the texture. It's almost like, would you grill a banana? Like if sure, you're grilling, I really? I don't know well, how I, I feel grill, about that. I would grill everything. But first of all, okay, so this is what you have to do. You got to do grilled avocado in a certain kind of way. So you got, you know, you cut it in half, you take the pit out, whatever. Mm-hmm. You put some knife marks in it 
and you drizzle olive oil and sea salt on it, maybe even a little garlic if you have it. And then you put it skin side down okay. on the grill. You put it skin side down for a, like a hot second, like, like 90 seconds. Mm-hmm. And then you flip it whoosh, so that you, the meat side goes down onto the grill. So you get the little grill marks and it like sears it really well. There's something about the way that that avocado like melts on the grill with the sea salt and the olive oil, a little garlic. And then you can just serve it on the side. Like we usually serve it on the side of a nice steak. I'd be willing to try it. I would be willing to try it, but it's not something I would do myself. So you or someone else would have to serve it, dish it up for me. Do it for you. Uh, Yeah. Well, in 2028, when the pandemic is over, we'll have you over to the Uh. house and I will will grill you some avocado. A couple more things as we wrap up here. Pizza, grilled pizza. I'd try that. Uh, Yeah, I think I would do that. Or romaine you're saying grill your romaine. Now, I've seen that done, but what is the point? <laughs> like, it's basically just water anyway. It's just like hardened What is water. the point? I mean, I think they're saying that anything tastes better on the grill. I guess. I guess. Uh-huh. People, um, I feel like people, and I feel like people are just grilling things just to say that they grilled them at this point. Uh, right. Cause, well, probably also because they're bored, right? They're like, oh, my God, if I have to order takeout one more time or eat the same thing from COVID. Too now, funny. So now is grilled cheese, cheese is grilled cheese like when is that like a grilled cheese sandwich? Or are they talking about like actual cheese on the grill? Like an actual like you take an actual chunk of cheese. That sounds messy. Same thing. Everybody has they always they're out forever drizzling some olive oil or something on it. But they say you can put it next to your watermelon that you might be grilling and your cheese. You have a whole little grilled smorgasbord with the avocado. No, Char's, Char's shaking. That sounds messy. <laughs> Grilling cheese sounds messy as hell. Mm, that's all right, because the cleanup will still be yummy. Uh, <laughs> news it or lose it. Char Joselle edition is next. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents. News it or lose it. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. It is James Q. Simmons. It is Char Joselle. And it is News It or Lose It. Nope. (laughs) You know, I keep trying to do voices and sound effects and stuff today, Char, because it's like that's but that's Allie's gig. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what? I love the News It or Lose It music. So for Uh the sake for the sake of not being able to necessarily hear it because we're Uh doing this from home. I'll just still adopt, but I do have a tradition. So I take a journalist's last name when I do this. And so today I am Char Raditz. Uh, A nod to to our girl Martha over at ABC (laughs) who sat down and did that interview with the former Trump crony. So Uh are we ready? Do you have something for your sound effect? Let me see if I got, let me see if it works. Oh, okay. Okay. It's it's bassy. It's throaty. It's, It's deep. So the first story, man allegedly caught at airport with cocaine inside artificial penis. Oh, yep. (laughs) For sure. Second story, Kristen Cavallari irks Jay Cutler fans with Father's Day post. Ooh, no. You know what? I'm over both of them. Nope. I'm going to. And I I was a Bears fan, too, and he messed up my team. So, no, I'm out. (laughs) 
Okay, my final story for today. New Jersey couple sues a New York City fertility clinic after they allegedly lost an embryo for 18 months. Oh my gosh, what? Yes. All right, you got two of them. I'm ready to hear about them. All right, so about this man. There, he's a British man. He was arrested at the Brussels airport with cocaine inside of an artificial penis, and he could face up to three years in prison for the offense. The man was busted trying to smuggle the drugs from Jamaica into Belgium. This happened last February. He allegedly told investigators that he intended to use the cocaine for personal use once he returned home. Prosecutors did not prove the man because he just recently went to trial. So prosecutors did not prove the man who said he got the drugs while visiting his mom in the Caribbean country was a quote unquote mule, but still asked for a 36 month sentence. Defense attorneys argued such a sentence is too severe since the man is in poor health. He has, he allegedly has kidney failure and needs to exercise and follow a proper diet. That's what his, um, what his lawyer said. And so as of now, this is up in the air and he will have his sentencing this upcoming Wednesday. Now, but this is what I'm a little bit worried about. Did they, did they describe at all where, was he just like holding this artificial penis? Like, was it in a bag or does he like actually have it on? Like, was it they in did, anatomical position? I feel like that detail matters, but the New York Post did not provide it. So <laughs> I'm going to guess that it was strapped to him. And you know, when uh-huh. you walk through that TSA, honey, the, the right. pat downs and that x-ray and stuff they said now hold on now now uh-oh right. and well, yeah you know that little machine right they were like now why does he have two penises <laughs> like i'm just wondering i'm like is that how they went down like i this is very very interesting that is so funny okay so a new jersey couple is suing a manhattan fertility clinic after they say the clinic lost their healthy embryo for 18 months what yes How do you this, lose an embryo like listen okay, in, right. anything is possible anything is possible with these fertility <laughs> clinics that's what i right. have learned right so the moonies it's a couple named the moonies they they um they did eight excuse me 13 egg retrievals and 15 attempts to have their first son when wow. they want to have the second child they say they had problems continued including saying doctors misplaced an embryo they found a new clinic and the doctors there told them that the failures of their first clinic suggested a host of problems and mistakes so they have launched this lawsuit and we are going to see how this unfolds this just happened Mm. this just was uh released this news kind of hit monday morning this morning and Uh so uh like i said anything's possible with these fertility clinics you just really can't put anything like we've heard wild stories before and this is actually a mild one in my opinion but the fact that like how do you lose an embryo for 18 months what what, did you file it in the wrong place for the wrong family like right what does that even look like correct i mean this is this is like tissue like this is like actual stuff like i'm sorry you got to have like a a a fail-proof system for categorizing and storing and all of these things uh, particularly when so many people have to do this so many times i don't know well i hope for their their sake they're able to figure this out it's 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 kind of sad i mean it's not funny it's like sad that this keeps happening it's horrible um, it's horrible yeah it really it really is a horrible thing but we have happy endings which are not horrible they are on deck we promise you they're gonna be lovely stay tuned Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Listen, you know you want to do it. 
Yeah, that's right. You know you want to show us how you're celebrating your pride. <laughs> Where'd you think I was going there, Shar? Shar was like, um, I, I was he talking about? You know what? You never know. <laughs> <laughs> right. We're full of surprises here. Drop the subject. You never know what's going to go on. But we do know that it is pride. And we do know that we want to hear from you and see from you. Upload your picture or video of how you are celebrating the digital pride this year at wearechannelq.com. Or on our socials at WeAreChannelQ, use the hashtag ChannelQCurbsidePride. And when you do, you could receive a limited edition Q Curbside Pride Pack complete with Channel Q themed window sign and lawn sign, window hangers, a Channel Q t-shirt, a Channel Q face mask, which we know we need because we know COVID is still a thing. And what's super cool is an opportunity to be on air with Channel Q to share what pride means to you. And unfortunately, Shar Giselle, well, first of all, I feel like I have two happy endings before we get out of here. I feel like happy ending number one is that we put on a great show today. Okay, let's celebrate that. Celebrate us. We we have Channel Q has has graced us with the opportunity to have two guest co-hosts this week. And um, you know, broadcasting from home, Char is a thing. Oh yes. <laughs> it's it's got a setup and it's got a challenges and whatever, but we figured it out. I feel like we did a very, very good show. So that's one happy ending. But Char, you also have a happy ending. I do. My happy ending goes back to kind of like our host chat. Or no, we actually covered this in a segment today with Black Parade, Beyonce song. Uh-huh. I listened to yes. it one time on Friday, but then I did a Trader Joe's run this weekend. And I just had it on loop and really got into it. And I said, mm-hmm. you know what? My girl never disappoints. And so uh-huh. it that is my happy ending for today. It just I just feel just so blessed. Just That song is like an extra cherry on the top. Just, and it serves as motivation to keep going, you know? Yeah, doesn't it, though? Yeah. If, y'all, if you haven't heard, by the way, uh, please go download uh, Miss Beyonce's song. And you don't have to wait for title or have title <laughs> to get it. She did put this one out on iTunes, by the way. Um, so go support And Beyonce. YouTube. And YouTube, right. So if you can't, if you don't have the $1.29 right now, you can at least watch it on YouTube. Um, an excellent happy ending, Char. So my happy ending is is a little bit um it's a little bit selfish and it's a little bit fan I don't love the term fangirl but you guys know what I mean with that. So you know we got to interview Andy Allo who played earlier on the show and I explained to everybody that Allie and I, you know, we had yes. sort of one opportunity to have that interview so we did it last week before Allie left and at the end of the interview, Shar, we were talking and Andy was like, "Wait. I get to ask you whatever medical questions I want?" Oh, that's great. I'm going to follow you and send you, and I'm going to ask you medical questions in my, in the DMs. And it hasn't happened yet. But at least uh, she said it was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I was very excited. Andy was very, very excited. She was like, wait, I have direct access to a healthcare provider. And it made me feel so fun. We ended up talking for probably 10 minutes after that interview. She is just like the most lovely person. She was great. And the fact that she even like, she's like, you are saving the world by being a doctor nurse or whatever. Like it was great. So that I even, I've been glowing about that all weekend and I wanted to share it with dropped subject listeners today. So that is my happy ending. Foya. Love it. Drop the subject 
listeners, please do not forget to follow all of us. Um, well, so you can follow Shar on Instagram and Twitter at Shar Says So. Yes, right? yes. Very good. You also have a really interesting interview with an actor from Insecure, right? That just dropped. You just wrote about that? Yes, that was actually last month. But I, I have some other things in my bag that I can't really talk about. But if you follow me, you'll see as they roll out. <laughs> uh, perfect. Very good. Shar will be here with us all week. We're going to keep having fun. Tomorrow is just the tip Tuesday. It'll be a little bit of a surprise about what we're going to give you tips on. So stay tuned for that, Shar. It's been a pleasure today. Drop the subject, listeners. We are looking forward to having you join us all week long. And until then, have a lovely Monday. On the the next, drop the subject. On the next show, Shar Joselle is back and joins me to break down road trip do's and don'ts in the time of COVID for Just the Tip Tuesday. Plus, are plastic face shields actually better than these face masks? Some new research says this could be the case. Because these masks are certainly killing my glam game. I actually think I look better with a mask. You do have a point there. Wait wait a minute. Drop the subject. 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Pacific, 1 to 4 Eastern on Channel Q.